This is Barry Zalma, Zalma on Insurance. I'm an attorney who has retired from the practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant and expert witness as an author and producer of these videos. Today I'd like to speak about how you go about reading your homeowner's insurance policy. Your home is likely your most valuable asset, and a homeowner's insurance policy is an important part of protecting your home and your belongings. If you have a mortgage on your home, your lender probably required you to get an insurance policy that will protect the lender's interest. Because the homeowner's policy provides such broad coverage, including both property, liability, and workers' compensation coverage for household employees, most homeowners will obtain a homeowner's policy if they expect to occupy the property. Even without a mortgage, homeowner's insurance is still your best bet to protect your investment in the home and your exposure to liability. But do you even know what's in your policy? Would you know your coverage in the event of an emergency? Are you underinsured? Are you overinsured? About two-thirds of American homes are underinsured according to estimates by Nationwide Insurance. Some dwellings are underinsured by up to 60%. CoreLogic, an insurance research firm, says three out of five American homes are underinsured by an average of 20%. The homeowner should not wait until it becomes necessary to file a claim to find out whether the homeowner is insured up to the actual cash value of the home or its full replacement cost. If the homeowner before a loss, determines he or she is underinsured and responsible for paying a lot of money out of pocket, the homeowner will contact the insurance agent or broker who obtained the policy on the homeowner's behalf to increase the limits to an appropriate amount. Despite how important it is, many insureds do not take the time to properly review their homeowner's policy, to make certain that a homeowner's policy provides the coverage needed, it is necessary that the homeowner understand the basics of homeowner's insurance. The basic job of a homeowner's policy is to indemnify the insured if the home or its personal property from certain enumerated perils such as wind, hail, fire, damage, and theft are insured against. It also offers liability protection, which protects the insured's assets from liability claims, medical expenses, and other damages if people are injured on the insured's property or as a result of the insured's conduct anywhere in the world. Most common types of homeowners' policies are the ISO forms HO2, 3, and 4. 
The HO2 is a basic name peril policy, meaning only specific perils like fire, lightning, and windstorm are covered. Personal property is covered, but these policies are only recommended for the most basic coverage needs. Some examples of covered basic perils are theft, vandalism, wind, fire, and lightning, as well as with the weight of ice, snow, or sleet. The HO3, produced by the Insurance Services Office and used by most insurers, is the most common policy type and offers a wide range of coverage. This is an exclusion policy, which means that all perils are covered except those specifically called out in the policy as not covered. Common exclusions include earthquake, flood, mudslide, nuclear accidents, terrorism acts or acts of war, and sinkholes. Personal property is usually only protected against the same perils covered by the HO2 policy. An HO4 policy is more commonly known as a renter's insurance, and it covers all of the owner's personal property in an apartment or rented house. It also offers liability protection in the event someone is injured in your apartment or otherwise injured due to your negligence. To read the policy and understand it, the first thing the person reading the policy must do is to review the declarations page. While the majority of insurers use fairly standard forms to compile their homeowner's policies, there can be differences. Each policy will spell out certain things that are covered and others that are excluded, but they can vary from company to company. The forms can vary, but in most cases, the layout of the policy is fairly consistent. The declarations page should be reviewed carefully because it summarizes your coverages as well as your personal and home information. Information included on the declarations page are the policy number, the policy period, the, the period of time the policy is in effect to cover you against the risks of loss named in the policy the name and address of you, the policy owner, the address of the insured premises, the name of the mortgagee, if there is one, coverage types and policy limits that apply to your policy, a deductible amount for the policy, whereby the first hundred, five hundred, five thousand, whatever amount is chosen, is owed by the insured in the event of a loss, home rating information, discounts received, the premium amount, and a listing of all of the forms attached to the declarations page and endorsements that make up the policy wording. It is essential that the person insured, working alone or with the assistance of his or her insurance agent insurance broker or risk manager review the wording of the policy. The insured should give the declarations page a thorough reading and review the personal information for errors. The insured should check that it reflects the proper coverage levels 
as well as any additional endorsements the insured may have asked the agent or broker to have the insurer add to the basic policy. When it comes to homeowner's coverage, the homeowner also needs enough insurance in the event that is needed to cover the cost of the following after a loss. 1. Rebuilding the structure of the home and any appurtenant structures. 2. Replacing the personal property damaged or destroyed. 3. Paying for the cost of additional living expenses if the insured needs to live somewhere else while the home is repaired or rebuilt. And 4. Covering the cost of personal liability claims. A homeowner's policy is broken into two parts. Section 1 details the property coverage and Section 2 describes the liability coverages provided and offered by the policy. When it comes to the structure of the home, the homeowner should carry enough insurance limits to cover the cost of demolishing the damaged portion of the dwelling and sufficient limits to allow rebuilding the home. Never consider the amount of the mortgage or the market value of the home as an indicator of the limits needed. A large part of the market value of a home is the land on which it was constructed. The land is not capable of being damaged by an insured against peril under a basic homeowner's policy. An insurance agent or broker can help you determine appropriate coverage levels in your area. Some insurers also will send an appraiser to your home to determine if it is adequately insured to its value or to its replacement costs. Some agents or brokers will do a quick calculation to determine uh, the amount by taking the square footage and multiplying it by some preset dollar amount. These quick calculation methods are fraught with danger because they are merely educated guesses relating to a common, usual in the area, home and may have no relationship to the home that is sought to be insured. More accurate local costs can be obtained by contacting a real estate agent, a building association, or a local fire reconstruction licensed contractor. Remember, as policies renew, local costs can change exponentially, and the limits chosen should be reviewed annually without relying on an insurer's automatic change in limits. Also, add in the cost of any upgrades the insured may have made or any unique materials used that would cost more than the average to replicate. Section 1, Coverage B, provides coverage for your personal property, usually uh, for an actual cash value or market value amount, although endorsements are available to obtain full replacement cost of your personal property. Coverage C provides coverage for loss of use of the dwelling, which would include additional living expenses, those expenses above and beyond what you expended before the loss, 
to cover your cost to live elsewhere and to survive until you can get back into your home. Additional coverages exist for landscaping, uh, temporary repairs, and for additional losses insured against. Exclusions exist under a heading called losses not insured, and this section must be reviewed in detail and ask questions of the agent or broker if the insured doesn't understand things that are excluded. Common losses that are excluded include those caused by mold, fungi, flooding, earth movement, earthquake, acts of war, and terrorism, and nuclear hazard. But there are others, like not residing in the home, since you're required under the homeowner's policy to actually live in the home and not leave it to someone else to live there. You should understand the personal liability coverages, which provide coverage to you for any liability you may incur as a result of your negligence. The policy with regard to first-party or property damage coverages will usually provide coverage for replacement costs, which means that your policy pays for the full amount to replace your dwelling or property up to the maximum dollar limit set on your declarations page. In other words, it doesn't matter if the dwelling is 50 years old. The insurer will pay up to the limit of the policy the full cost to repair or replace the dwelling using new materials to replace old and using material of like kind and quality of the old with new. If the insured loses a TV that's 15 years old and there is a full replacement cost coverage for personal property, the insured will be reimbursed for the cost of a brand new TV of like kind and quality. Some policies limit coverage to actual cash value, which is the flip side of replacement costs. This type of coverage can provide a sum less than the full replacement cost of the item damaged, destroyed, or stolen. Depending on the wording of the policy or local state law, actual cash value can be determined by removing from full replacement cost physical depreciation based on the age and usefulness of the property involved. In other jurisdictions or policy wording, ACV can be the difference between fair market value of the item before the loss and its fair market value after the loss. Other states apply the broad evidence rule and will take into consideration the use of depreciation, consideration of fair market value, or any other evidence that would provide true actual cash value to the insured. Limiting coverage to actual cash value does result in lower premiums, but it could end up leaving the insured with a large gap between the amount of the indemnity recovered after a loss. Actual cash value may not and usually will not be sufficient to rebuild the dwelling or replace the contents.
This video was adapted from my book, The Homeowner's Insurance Policy, which is available from Amazon.com as both a Kindle book and as a paperback. If you found this video to be useful or of interest, please forward it to your colleagues. It's free. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel and my blog so you can learn about future blog posts and future videos. Thank you for your attention.